Hello and welcome to Canberra Metalhead. You got Marky Malpas and JDK. Tonight we'll be catching up with Josh Nixon here on Canberra Metalheads.
Hello and welcome to the Canberra Metalhead Show. That was Pod People with Filling the Void. As we mentioned before, we'll have Josh Nixon in later. He was a member of Pod People and now he's in I Exist. So what better way to kick it off with an I Exist track? So this is I Exist with Sorrow on Hill 105. After which we'll be listening to an interview with Josh Nixon here in the studio on Canberra Metalheads. Skate!
Hello and welcome to the interview section of Canberra Metalhead. You got Mikey Malpas and JDK. Joined in the studio today with Jock, Josh Nixon. How you doing, man? Jock Nixon. Okay, <laughs> laddies. It's a pleasure to be here on a Sunday. Sometimes I go to say something and my beard just makes it sound Scottish. Well, it, it is for your uh, listeners that haven't seen you. It is there's some hints of ginger. There's some Braveheart in that beard somewhere in your gene pool, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Sometimes it takes over. Um, <laughs> Please don't axe me to death. I'm far too hungover today. <laughs> uh, it's not going to happen, man. Unless you uh, pull out your uh, guitar and start using that as an axe, man, because it definitely you can wield that better than I could wield any other axe, man. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Um, speaking of some guitaring, man, we just listened to uh, I Exist, Sh- Sorrow on Hill 105. Uh, you recommended that one there because you're fairly involved in the writing process. Yes, yes. Well, you know, when there's six people in your band, it's, um, you know, you've got to get in when you can. <laughs> and that one's mine. Cool. But, uh, well, most of it, Aaron put a riff on it too. But, yeah, yep. that's a bit of a riff bonanza, that one. Sick. But, um, yeah, uh, that album was a very painful process to record, but we got there in the end. Excellent. Yeah, so you had that. You've got that one um, with your current project with I Exist. I recently seen you play for the ten uh, year anniversary at Transit Bar. Um, with you know uh, we had um, Witch Skull and um, Witch Skull Potion and um, Bloodmouth pulled out because uh, okay. the drummer uh, busted his arm playing American football the week before. All oh, right. Is Potion the one that got that um, Phil Anselmo and the illegal support this week? It is. Yep. Yeah, it is the very same. Perfect. Yeah, Potion had some... I actually played one of their tracks in the last show. Um, Plowshare. Okay. Oh, thank God. I didn't even have to look it up, even though I am on my phone. <laughs> but I did I did remember. And they were actually amazing. I was really, like, not surprised because Rose, a really good musician, he plays in mental cavity yep. with half of I Exist. Yep. And he's um, filled in for me uh, when I Exist toured Europe in 2013. Yep. Um, but they were stunning black metal stuff. Some Yeah. Just, just some catchy riffs as well. It wasn't yeah. just total bleak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like some stuff going on there. It was, it was really good. Three vocal, four vocals, they all had a scene. Yep. It was sick. Yeah, yeah cool. no, that's some... Uh, it's pretty raw, and then it had like some interesting bits that just catch your eye and catch your ear. Yeah, yeah, like some hooky riffs. Yep. just out of the blue, it was good. Yeah, it's uh, real good. Intense. I, I like the um, like the red lighting for the entire. It's yeah. like or any photos anyone got would have been consistent. Yeah, you know, sometimes you go to take a photo and the strobe kicks in or something mm-hmm. like that. They the had just a very good stage presence. Yeah, yeah. So Four hooded dudes. Yeah, exactly. Can't go wrong with a hood. Man, some some of them were um, actually stacked too. Like the, the main bassist and, and guitarist had some guns on him. Oh, well, that's that healthy vegan living. <laughs> you know, it's just pure freaking muscle tone vegetable matter coming through. Cruelty-free guns. Magnificent. That's like a, a brand there. It is. Yeah. You can, you can use that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's, uh, we just want 10% for <laughs> the Canberra Metalhead boys. Um, yeah. So that, that's your current project with I Exist. Um, but, you know, 
we've got a whole plethora of things that you've done over the years. Um, I mean, obviously, at the top of the show, we heard a Pod People track as well, um, which you brought in for us. I don't own any Pod People um, physicals, so it's awesome to have one in CDs. Yes, well, you can have that one. Unfortunately, that's the uh, Rise Above version of the album. The original um, record came out on High Beam Records, which is a Wollongong label, who for a while there signed pretty much anyone with a big muff pedal in around 2000. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the original artwork that I um, designed for that was... Um, so all of the themes of the two albums are based on Dante's Inferno, and if you unfold that um, in the original, it's an upside-down cross with a map of hell based on Dante's Inferno, and it was yep, done see. by um, Roy Talkington from Alchemist. Oh, excellent. It's been super big mates best mates for us forever yeah yeah. and um he's also um so until this year that was the only australian we were the only australian band to be signed to rise above records and have a release on rise above um until witch skull got on and roy did that album as well so it's pretty weird that like the two bands from australia that have been on rise above records both from canberra yeah both have artwork by roy yeah yeah. so there's a little tip for yeah. all those doom bands out there <laughs> that may be listening from interstate, yeah. come in and move to the sunny ACT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent, man. That will like I know Pod People's got a um, big following around town, uh, especially in the doom scene. When I was out and about at the gig um, recently, there was a lot of people still talking about um, you know previous projects and things like that. And uh, like not to not to say that it hasn't. Um, I exist has has only been just started. I mean, you just did a ten year tour. That, that's yeah. crazy. I'm really old. Thanks for bringing that. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, one of those things. It's just not as old as Witch Goal. I just want to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> Witch Goal, far older. <laughs> well, they uh, also have. It comes with experience as well. You get some. Uh, there's some awesome experience, and we had them in on the show. And Tony um, was telling the stories about you know being in brooklyn and watching anthrax play there's a first couple of records all right <laughs> and then up until what is it persistence of time it was just like oh god and then the john bush era i mean forget about it i'm out, I'm out. <laughs> well at least we've got some album reviews there <laughs> and, for, and for god's sake scotty and just take a break let someone else in metal talk you know, anytime there's someone, you know, some metal dude dies or he's got some metal thing, it's freaking Scott Ian on, you know, the first person they go to. Yeah. There's other people that can talk in metal, surely. Yeah, <laughs> eventually. But it, it seems like uh, he's doing a pretty good job job at it so far. Um, he did the Australian tour and stuff like that. which The was, spoken word thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and so did Bruce Dickinson, and it probably cost more than to go and see the World Slavery Tour at Canberra Theatre in 1985, (laughs) which is kind of weird. I don't think too many people ripped the chairs up, though, at uh, the spoken word thing that Bruce Dickinson did, unlike what happened at the World Slavery Tour in 1985. I just think the last time any band with a distortion pedal will ever be let anywhere near um, that theatre, that stage. Well, that's that's exactly right. Like, so... um a few years back, there was like a uh, like a punk art thing going on in town, mm-hmm. and um, I love part <laughs> punk art. So um, what happened was there was like 
you know, they'll do an exhibition with old docs and things like that. People yeah. just going in and just looking at this punk stuff, art people. Um, but also there was a lot of people from the punk scene there as well. And uh, it was initiated by a gig where uh, Standalone played mm-hmm. um, at ANU. And um, yeah, that was, a, that was an intense gig, man, because it was like you had the art show uh, the week after and all the people from the gig went, oh, yeah, we'll go check out the exhibition. Problem was, there was a bunch of politicians there as well, oh, because God. it was like a like a um, like a Canberra exhibition sort of thing. So um, yeah, there was a little. I remember being there with reggae, and um, <laughs> was he being propped up by two attractive young girls whilst being unfathomably drunk? Well, uh, I don't know about that. All I can say is, well, there you were was, there. Come on, you can suspect <laughs> it out. All, all I can say is there was a um, there was an open bar for the first two hours. <laughs> So well, that um, explains why reggae showed up in the first place. <laughs> but um, I love yeah. him. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so we we uh, rocked up and we're up the back with all of the punks, and out the front was all of the politicians, and uh, they were doing some speeches and things like that. Luckily, the PA wasn't loud enough to reach the back, but right in that midsection there, there was a bunch of people that were kind of just listening in and could hear a bunch of it. And, uh, yeah, I guess the conclusion basically was, like, pretty glad the PA didn't reach the back because a lot of those free beer bottles would have went up sailing <laughs> towards the front. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. Like, when it comes to gigs and, and things like that, it's hard to mix, like, theatres and, and, and um, like, r- yeah. sort of more rowdy crowds. Well, I mean, that's the, the big challenge for Canberra, full stop. Like, when I started playing in bands there were five live music venues in mm. the city yep. and the terrace bar you probably have you will have definitely heard of jay yeah. but yeah. yeah not so much i've yourself. heard of yeah, yeah. <laughs> um gypsy bar gypsy bar well it was terminus in those days but yes um the asylum i've heard of sorrows as well sorrows was a little after that yep. shooters or something now whatever but i mean all of those places and a new and especially in those days, some of the biggest shows for metal were at the Civic Youth Cafe, which is pretty much where we're sitting now yep. in an old car park. Um, and there was like, uh, I'm pretty sure it was an addictive exceed gig that had like 900 payers to a freaking all ages show. And some of the fests back in those days when Alchemist was a fledgling band and um, you know all of those, all of those, like Armored Angel played a bunch of times um so a bremelin a classic they used to be called um what was it no necrotomy and what was the other what was they called before a bremelin well they were called something else i can't believe what i can't remember it but (laughs) they played a a massive show one of the heaviest weekends in canberra and it was like youth cafe on friday night and, and terrace bar on a saturday night and that just used to bring in the young and the old together and you know you crossed over and stuff and one of the weirdest things, like they talk about how the very fast train is something that they've been they've, like. I literally heard on the radio when I was moving to Canberra as a kid of talking about the very fast train still not happening, <laughs> but almost as long as that, they've talked about an entertainment precinct for the city, mm. and they just keep putting more and more apartments on top of it. And it's just too, I mean, you know, from going to transit, they've yep. got pretty strict curfews, sound um, restrictions, and things, yeah, yeah, and. You know, so, maybe it's scary when you've got brutal shirts instead of having um, people going to mooseheads and flogging each other in the alley. It's, yeah. 
you know, more yep. more acceptable as long as they're listening to Little Mix or some. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. the, that whole Canberra, that Canberra arts culture thing that you're talking about before with the theatre scene. Yeah, you know, we put a lot of stock as a city into that element of our culture, mm. but with so many of the bands that you talk to here and you've been exploring over the time, I mean there's a whole living valid culture in the punk and metal scene that has come out of Canberra for well over 30 years now that just, you know, is pretty inconsequential. If it wasn't for Lance and the basement dudes, you know, would be struggling. Yep. You know, but between transit and um, basement, you know, they've, they've, you know, looked after us, which is pretty sick, especially Lance's, you know, and the boys in the team there have, expanded that room that used to be the sketchiest bar it's called a few things it used to be across well it's still across the road from the action bus terminal yeah. so it used to be pete's bar and grill or something yeah, or town center tavern man yeah when i used to do sound there yeah yeah and it used to be just <clears throat> full-on rough rough <laughs> nightmare fight fights blowing out across the road into the car park where office works is now yeah that whole thing was desolate man you yeah get away with anything out there <laughs> yeah they needed just like a piano in the background to be playing along while the, the fist fights yeah while the fist fights it was, it was pretty up. epic man yeah plus they still had the piss trough at the bar installed at oh, the front line of it. yeah <laughs> What, what was that, was that from? The pro- Prohibition era? Yeah, Camera yeah. Prohibition era. It was like a clay pot. I, from, so... No, the big steel grill thing. Oh, that's yeah. right, yeah, so yeah. So you didn't have to leave the bar to go to the toilet. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Bring the BNS inside uh, <laughs> the bar. It's good. From, from what I understood, uh, it was also used to, like, just throw your cigarette butts in because a lot of people used to smoke inside, obviously, before the laws changed. Yeah, it, it, it's because of the prohibition, man. They had like, uh, you were only allowed to drink between three and six or something like that. Yeah, oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. people would just smash the bars, man, and get your drink and. <laughs> Where you go? The yeah. six o'clock swill or whatever they yeah, used to yeah. call it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not quite some, that old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's had some pretty rad history. Um, I mean, looking back, I mean, at the time it was probably fairly fairly like you said desolate <laughs> out mm. in the top there the good thing is the sound restrictions are now pretty much um all done like um without the restaurant next door anymore and it all being the same thing sound isn't isn't a problem um in that area so it works out well the xy dumpling house yep. which is what it was <laughs> and the best then. thing about it was the sign was so dilapidated and falling to bits that it did literally say xy dump house <laughs> <laughs> for like at least five years i reckon the the who rough, doesn't want to eat there come on yeah exactly <laughs> Love a dump yeah. um and yeah so it was pete's and apparently before that it was darcy's den back in the day yeah town center tavern for a while as well okay yeah i'm just going off history that i've learned just from working there and talking to people yeah so yeah it's good to see where it's finally evolved into like an actual yeah. place that people can go but yeah. look as good as it is right that the point I was making before a little bit is you need somewhere in the centre of town because it's a hell of a long way to get from the south side out to the basement, Excellent. which yeah, is a fair yeah. challenge, right? It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, 90 buck cab ride. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's... it's Definitely. 
it's it's a shame that you know we're down to one venue like when magpies was doing shows a couple of years ago it was mm. sick that was looked after us yeah so yeah, they had well. king barrett there i think yeah, one of the last shows tension, i went to yeah yeah, yeah. um together that was that tour there's a few shows down there oh, we've man. played a couple I, times i played there. with Molotov solution down there uh born of osiris um a few other other big kind of metalcore deathcore dudes well harm's way had a massive record this year and they um they played down there yeah twitching tongues played down there um yeah there's a whole bunch of good shows but you know got to build them flats yep. yeah yeah pay out. for that tram with them flat money Woo. yeah yeah hopefully it progresses to a point where it's i mean at the moment the scene's alive um, and yeah. it's going well. Hopefully, it keeps that heart beating for long enough for it to actually progress more into a closer thing, um, to something in the city or or closer to everybody. Well, else. Well, the band scene's happening. It's just, um, yeah, like, I, I think there's enough young bands and there's enough people still doing it. I mean, Jay's in at least fourteen bands that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, so him is like is you know propping up the brutal half of Canberra all on his own. Yeah. But um I mean like there's a lot of um there's a lot there's a lot of good young I mean we we talked about Player Share before and Bloodmouth was the other band that was supposed to play. Um we're in that weird place now like um I exist is considered a hardcore band, apparently. Mm. Mm. I don't hear it. I'm old, so I think of when I think of hardcore, I think of like discharge Fresh. and agnostic front and old DRI or something. Mm. Yeah, that's that's more my what I consider it. Yep. And then sometime in the '90s, Hatebreed turned it into half Slayer or something. I don't know. And I just missed that whole bit. That convergence of those two those two scenes like it's more like if you think of triple j's tuesday and wednesday nights kind of the same thing almost mm. it's like slightly a few more blasts here and there on tuesday and but parkways on yep. you know the same sort of deal yeah exactly all night thy art is murder pretty bloody brutal yeah you know yeah actually jay and i were talking about this in a previous show and also off mic um, the fact that, you know, Thy Art is on a Parkway um, tour. Yeah. And the fact that that's bringing um, the more brutal music into the stadium crowds. Yeah. So it's starting to happen where people are starting to loosen up to listen to some more and get bigger crowds for more brutal bands. Well, you know, look at, look at Australia's festival history. Um, Metal for the Brain really bought that uh the the gathering of the tribes every year it created the whole network across australia parkway played a few of the later um three of them yeah yeah and we're absolutely destroying it at like 11 in the morning or whenever it was seen as whenever they started i killed the prom queen as well yeah they they debuted at metal for the brain as well yeah early noughties yeah anyway yeah but um that's sort of then but you know Soundwave, if you had told me when I was like 18-year-old, there's going to be 60 punk and metal bands playing at a festival all on its own, you'd be like, you serious? Yeah. Big Dad had only really just started when I was turning 18 and stuff. Hmm. And, um, and now we've sort of been through a few iterations of the Soundwave's come and gone sort of thing, and now we're on the cusp of download. Yep. 
two. Um, it's in good hands with Nigel from um, Mind Snares, one of the main guys that's putting those nice. shows together. It's sick. Yep. It's going to be unreal. Like um, Priest and Slayer's last ever show, and there's going to be a bunch of young Aussie bands that get to play along it. I think that was the problem that I have with Soundwave is didn't bring much Aussie stuff up into the mix. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty low, you know, early yeah. in the day. I think that was a big breaking point for um, bands like King Parrot that played at Soundwave. Like that was sort of where at their at their time of starting to really get some recognition for their work mm. um, was when they played Soundwave. I reckon it was the video. Yeah. It was the um, shit on the liver video. Yeah. And Slats' superb acting. Yeah. You know, is <laughs> definitely that that drove a lot. I mean look I've known Youngie and Slats and I was in Blood Duster with Rizzo. I don't I I've met uh, I met Ari afterwards. Yep. And Todd was in Berserker back in the day. But those guys are road frickin' warriors. Mm. They've earned everything yeah, that they've, they've done by playing 8 million shows. And, you know, you can't beat hard work, you know. They were at the Arias this week with the Wiggles, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, no, that was the last Arias, I think. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, were at the Arias again. I've seen that. Yep. You know, and yeah. there's a Canberra connection to that because EVP Records is run by Mike Lenton, who used to work at Landspeed and Impact back in the day. Yep. So he was on the 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 red carpet in a hideous Hawaiian shirt with them. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But yeah, that's King, right, man. King Parrot definitely, man, hands down. Like I, I seen their roster from like four years ago. It was like ninety shows in. 96 days yeah <laughs> yeah that's no, right. non-stop and that's australia you don't see too many people doing 90 shows in australia man. yeah yeah <laughs> there's only one band i can think of that have done that many shows this year and it's a band from brisbane called hobo magic hobo magic they're sick they're yeah. like 70s like they're mega young dudes they came to a i exist our second album launch in brisbane there's these two young dudes with a goonie at an all-ages show screaming at me to play rush i'm like have you even heard rush like, <laughs> do you even know what, what do you, you know, you're like three times younger than that album <laughs> and um and now they've they're in an amazing three-piece and you should definitely check them out they're a stunning sort of do me a vibe but a little bit groovier cleaner vocals sick they're Excellent. really cool yeah, Hobo Magic. But they've played like uh, over a hundred shows in Australia this year. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It astounds me, man. Like I can't, I can't th- fathom doing yeah. that many. I mean, we were just pissing and moaning five minutes about having to drive from the south side yeah, to yeah. the basement, <laughs> let alone driving from Brisbane to everywhere. So, yeah, yeah. yeah there's been some pretty done, long hauls. Done, done, done tour life, man. But like <laughs> trying to do that many shows in Australia is pretty hard. Yeah, exactly, man. So that's. Pretty much, I exist in the some of the previous history. We mentioned Pod People as well. Um, was there, and you also we haven't really mentioned this um, on the show yet. It also had like a um, long-standing job working with BMA, writing the metal column as well. Twenty years this year. Yep, I've been Crazy. doing the column for. I only just worked that out the other day. It's pretty bizarre. 
Um, yeah. So what, what brought that about? Well, I used to complain a lot to Tracy Heffernan, who was the editor of BMA back in the day, going, you don't mention, you know, like the column used to be written by, uh, there was a couple of good writers, so um, Jeff Chaplin, who used to do a show here on 2XX, uh, Let's Mosh, remember yep. that show? Yep. Uh, he used to write it. But after after him, there, were, there was a couple of people that just wrote and it was like, we've got the internet, who cares what Slayer's doing? Yep. Really, no one's going to read the BMA magazine to find out, you know, Slayer in the studio. It's all that sort of new yeah, stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I just put it on to put a real heavy domestic and especially local focus on on this on the scene and because i complained about it she said will you write the column and i didn't haven't stopped doing it since and i've done over 300 columns in in the meantime so i mean i care about music um australian heavy music has done a lot for me i've gotten to do and meet a crazy array of heroes and see some crazy bands and do some awesome tours and all that sort of stuff so I like to give back where I can and writing and promoting other bands is an, a simple way to do it. And you guys are doing a stand-up job on your own. No, oh, thank you. You know, doing it, you know, through this medium. So Oh, dude, yeah, that meant yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, big time. Especially coming from yourself because uh, you've got such a broad range of um, experience over the years. You can tell, you know, what's working and what's not. So, yeah, thanks very much, man. Oh, thank you. Um, and on the on the topic of um, of BMA and 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 writing articles and stuff like that, um, you mentioned that you had some album reviews that you wanted to run through, maybe on the show. Oh, well, I was just gonna have a thought. We'd have a like. What I was wondering, what your have you started doing your end of year lists yet? Yeah. So um, the we've got a. This will be part of a um, series of Doom to finish the year off. Oh, what a year for Doom. It's been so brutal this year. Yeah. So, um, you know, just... It's to... almost sad for Witch Skull that their record came out this year because I reckon if it had come out last year, it would have been even... Like, it's not a crap album, but it's like yeah. it's on my my top 10 list. Yeah, well, it's on Rise Above as well. So that, and, and before that, I forgot to mention they had... Um, they were on um, Goat Sound before with the recording before. Yeah, well... Um, it's a fairly common recording studio in the scene, isn't it? Uh, well, Jason Jason PC is the bass player from Blood Duster. Yep. Um, Pod, that, not that album, but the album after that was, record, was one of the first albums recorded with Goat Sound. Yep. Um, we did do a couple of when I was in Blood Duster. We did the E. I think we did the DFF EP and another EP with with Goat Sound, where we would go to um, Toyland Studios, where a whole bunch of classic like Damage recorded there. You know, it's like a pretty stand, standard um, extreme <laughs> um, recording studio, a really good one down in Northcote in Melbourne. Yep. But Fuzz has always been interested in in the sound side of stuff so a few years ago he opened a rehearsal studio slash recording studio in reservoir called goat sound so when um joel and the boys mentioned that they were going to go and do an ep in sydney i was like go and see fuzz and record an album instead and they did it in like three days and that's what vast electric dark so a demo that they were going to do in sydney turned into vast electric dark which spawned all that great um, press and Following. the STB deal and the fancy vinyl and all that stuff all came out of 
going down to see Fuzz. Cause Which he's... I have a copy of, by the way, the blood splatter. Oh, to die for. Delicious. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's real. It's real. He's, um, he's, you know, he's been in the grind scene forever, right, in metal. But Fuzz is like, he's not really, his ethos and his ethic is more punk rock. He comes from a punk rock place. Like, he hated Soundwave because Aussie bands weren't on it. He can't stand when Aussie bands aren't given their due. He reckons it's crazy. You know, he, he he operates in a very ethical manner and he will not rip you off. If you want to go and, um, and do it, I mean, the first I Exist record was the same. We were going to record here. I was only joining I Exist while Alex, the bass player, went overseas for a year. So one of the other guitarists moved on to bass and I recorded their first album with them. We were going to do it here with a guy and you know some some things happened and um he wasn't available i said let's just go and see fuzz and we went down and you know recorded the first record and it was killer and we've ended up working with him on um the next two the uh, the other two so the second album i exist we recorded with billy anderson who did the this year's one we flew him out to australia he was a mess, but a lovable mess, and it was a really <laughs> cool experience. And the dude's got more stories than you can believe. He's recorded Sleep, yep. Cathedral. He worked on the um, California Mr. Bungle record. He's worked on a million records. The um, Paul Bearer record more recently, a couple of years ago, was just stunning. But um, Fuz has learned all of this stuff and assimilated. He went to um, New York with Witch Skull exactly yeah. to do the uh, to Studio G again to work with Billy because he'd worked with Billy before he knew him. I'm glad I was right with that. I, I mentioned that in the previous show and um, from when we had the guys from Witch Skull. On. Yeah. So it's good that it's come full circle. Yeah. So you know, Goat Sound and and Fuz in you know, it's. He's recording a lot of bands and he does it real quick and it turns out real good. And he was, uh, he recorded the, speaking of King Parrot, can bring it back. Uh, he did the f- Fresh Produce record that was nominated. That was, I think that was his first ARIA nomination as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a record that he's worked on recently. Yep. So, yeah, man, um, Goat Sounds pretty important down in Melbourne for the heavier and punk scene. Yep. And, yeah, if you're if you're not going to old Jay's studio there and you want to um, do something a little bit different, maybe check check out that as an option. Yep. Yeah, right. Lucifungus. So, um, the two piece band they played at the Phoenix with Mule and Yoko Ono last night. It's um, the singer from Pod and the bass player from Pod, two piece Doom, really killer. Should check it out. They recorded down with him. Um, earlier this year yeah awesome no the, exactly right man it's good when it can just you can link everything all back up like you mentioned with uh, king parrot and 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 also witch goal and then you know back to the doom scene as well so um you've uh yeah so for the christmas list for this year we've got a couple of albums that came out if people haven't got them already or wanted to branch out do you um, want to run us through some of your suggestions all right so this is my short list for this year we do five every year in the BMA. Yep. Um, my short list is Hallis, excerpts from a future past, um, really 70s vibe, proggy doom, um, kind of like a pagan altar sort of style, but killer vocals. Yep. 
um, really worth checking out. The New High and Fire Record, Electric Messiahs, A Crusher. Yep. Matt Pike can do no wrong. <laughs> uh, and that backs up with um, Sleeps, The Sciences, that was earlier this year as well, that no one knew was even going to come out. And even though a couple of those tunes are 30 years old, it's a ball bag tearing bonanza. <laughs> um, Magus's Thou record is really cool, like Extreme Doom. They've got like that Paul Paul Bearer melodic vibe going on for the music, but the vocals are a lot blacker and nastier. Um, it, that's really cool. That Conan record is crushing existential Void Guardian. Mm, mm. Um, I like that they've, you know, it's still got all the crushing doom elements of some of the older stuff, but they've bought some grindy stuff like that third or fourth song's got like a blast yeah, in yeah, it and stuff. Yeah. It was and rad it, actually to see him play um, recently live yeah. you know um nothing nothing beats a live gig so no. it's it's good to see, hear the um hear the music and then also see him play it live as well to back it up fully that was sick um potion that we saw the other week yep. that we we're talking about Excellent. earlier they had a cool single called women of the wand this year yeah we played that in the previous show already. Yeah. yeah so the first two songs they played at that show the other week were both from that release this killer yeah right um yob's record this year was unbelievable our raw heart so mike um was very very sick and you know in the states if you don't have health insurance and you're very very sick it's not a good thing it's an expensive <laughs> bad thing yep. um and th- he's really carried out that experience into that record it's so so awesome that record it, um there's a band who's i think it's called church but it looks like it's misspelled it's c-h-r-c-h and yep. um, they, they've got like a not quite as brutally slow as bell witch but getting their album called light will consume us all i think it's like three songs in 11 minutes or something yeah. <laughs> um a band called tons filthy flowers of doom i mean come on as if that album that's called filthy flowers of doom isn't going to be sick <laughs> um <laughs> Sumeru's Summon Destroyer, so the Sydney band, good mates of ours, um, really good live. You should definitely check them out. I reckon they've got they've gone a bit more metal on this album. Okay. Um, the guitar player um, has a whole bunch of draws a whole bunch of influences from Tibetan um, Tibetan mythology, and it all comes through in those. Like, it's really cool. It's, it's got some dense concepts in there. Mm-hmm. He plays a bit more black. It's lost a bit. Like, that last record had a lot more groove in it. It's kind of a down vibe. Okay. Um, but this album is just brutal. It's really good. Um, I, I thought their last album was better, but I still really enjoyed Pig Destroyer's Head Cage this year. Some Some crackers in there. Um, the new Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats record Wasteland is good, and I'd also recommend the Windhand album Eternal Return, um, and that's a band that features members of a band called Cough, and with female vocals though in Windhand. And I mean, this year's Doom records is like eleventy more that I haven't mentioned. Yeah. It's been a crazy year. No, but just from what you've got there, we've got a massive list already. So. Yeah. But you got to get obviously if you haven't got it already, you got to get Coven's Will for the local boys. Yep. Um, yeah, by, by Witch Girl, it's an amazing record. Um, the boys right now are just doing a, a film clip for Breathing Blue Light. Yep. You might have seen some stuff on the socials with some 
crazy drone footage of them out in an old gold mine out in Captain's Flat. It's, it's going to be a sick video. And um, also they're working on their documentary that was filmed while they were overdoing um, the recording, recording of the album with Billy at Studio G in Brooklyn. And I've seen some of the rough edits of it and it's really cool. It's like... I'm I'm hoping it'll give the album a second um, bit of a second wind. Yep. Because it's easy to get lost this year. There's yeah, just man. been so much stuff. Yep. Uh, as well as I mentioned in a previous show, um, that album's also available in multiple editions. So there's like the clear, the purple, and the black. Yeah. Um, I have to happen to be such a psycho. I own all three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, that's available for the Rise Above Records site. So check it out on that because it does sound phenomenal on LP. Joel will agree. I'm sure he'll tell you about it when he comes in to talk to you guys next time. Yep. And uh, I'm sure we we'll even get a crack to uh, listen to it on LP in the studio. Sick. Um, but yeah, anyway, well, that r- wraps up everything we wanted to touch on and just kicking it off there with a nice little Christmas list of songs um, and, and albums to, to purchase. So, um, a couple of stocking fillers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got a deal for you on camera metalheads. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that's exactly right. Thank you uh, for coming in and running through some stuff. I'm sure there was a lot there that we didn't get a chance to go through. I mean, it's hard to cram everything into one interview. Um, so I think that we'd um, have some more time for other stuff later on down the track. I'd love to have you in again and chat more about, you know, the scene over the years, some bit more depth or uh, specific gigs, things like that. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it and keep up the good work. Be brutal. Beep. (laughs) Thanks for coming in, Josh. And um, yeah, we'll chat to you again down the track. And uh, for now, we'll listen to a, uh, another Ike disc track. Do you have a a second favorite aside from uh, Sorrow on Hill 105? No, I hate that band. No, um, um, Gonna put you on the spot, but if there's a... Yeah, but now you're actually making me... I told you this before. Look, before we were on air, our listeners, the boys said, oh, do you want to pick a song? And it's like, I don't know the names of the songs. <laughs> it's the one that goes... Jig, jig, yeah. Well, I have... Um, if you it pick help, one. If it, How about this? If it helps, I have the um, double um lp um vinyl that you guys released um i bought that at the last show do you want to choose one from there and i'll actually play the lp edition oh so so vinyl will it will it sound extra vinyl and rich and analogy do you promise (laughs) if if not i'll make sure it does i'll i'll do takes until it does all right fantastic um hang on yeah, oh, look, that's great. Can that, you do a few pops as well? <laughs> like when we it's, go. you know, when you're asleep and you can just hear that vinyl needle just clicking uh, against the end because you fell asleep midway through. You got home late and decided to put on a vinyl. Um, oh, actually, you guys are a bit more brutal. Tear down the crucifix. Chuck, tear down the crucifix on. So uh, there we have it. Josh Nixon announcing um, the next track, which is I Exist, Tear Down the Crucifix, here on Canberra Metalheads. Praise hail Satan. It's Josh Nixon, a.k.a. JJ Lahore, coming at you from the Rift Dome that is Canberra Metalheads.
That was I Exist with Tear Down the Crucifix. Before that, you heard an interview that JJ and I did with Josh Nixon here in the studio, uh, talking all things I Exist, Blood Duster, Pod People, and also the BMA writing process. Also, you uh, managed to get um, Josh's Doom tracks that he listed uh, for the end-of-year stocking stuffers here on the Canberra Metalhead show. Uh, so here's a couple of tracks just listed by Josh in um, that list. So kicking it off, we have Conan with Amongst the Infinite off their Existential Void Guardian album here on Canberra Metalheads.
That was Yob with The Screen off their Our Raw Heart album. Before that, we had Uncle Acid and The Deadbeats with Shockwave City off their Wasteland album. And before that, we had Potion, Dead Mountain off their Women of the Wand album. And at the top, as you know, we had Conan amongst the Infinite uh, off their um, Existential Void Guardian album. They're all albums that were suggested to us by Josh on the show and uh, worth listening to. And also, um, if you enjoy it, go and buy a copy. Uh, be a good Christmas present to get those out there. Thanks for coming in, Josh. Thanks for sharing your top picks with us. Uh, we've seen the guys from Potion perform uh, those songs at um, the previous gig at I Exist, which we spoke about uh, in the interview. Um, but speaking of... Um, um, gigs and bands we've got our gig guide coming up so the Canberra metalheads gig guide coming up we have the new year's eve at the basement that's a shenanigans entertainment gig and uh you can find out more about that by looking at the shenanigans page for other bands that are on it but that's on the 31st of december obviously being new year's some of the bands that we've picked up from there are johnny roadkill yeah sketch method black mountain Georgia Davis. Yeah, Georgia Davis. And also some burlesque performed by Sikupa. It's a good lineup there, and there's obviously more to more um, than that on the bill, so check that one out to find out all the other bands that are that are playing there and make sure Who's that he's for. Exactly. And and also make sure you um, pre purchase your tickets there because that one will sell out. Very quickly. Uh, and as well as uh, I know that's where I'll be spending my New Year's. Yep, yep. Canberra Metalheads New Year's at the basement. Exactly. So yeah. um, game on, game on. <laughs> so come on down and say hello to uh, Jay or myself if you see us out and about. We're always happy to uh, meet some of the listeners if you haven't met us already. And if you if you mates with us, come up and say hi anyway because we love chatting. Oh, I love chatting, that's for sure. I love a chat, mate. <laughs> I love a good chat. <laughs> so uh, that's the that's rounding off this year worth of gigs. And moving on into next year, we've got Kirk's With a Heavy Heart. Yeah, man. It's on the 9th of February at Transit Bar. For the full Doom experience, come February 9th with Heavy Heart. It's been marketed as the uh, Doom Mini Fest. So that's, I think this is the first oh, no, year I've one. seen it. I think um, it's my third year. Well, uh, sorry, that's the first year I've seen it called Doom Mini Fest. Ah, so like it's, it's Canberra's premiere Doom Mini Fest. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of hopefully that sticks as a name and becomes a thing. Yeah, man, love what Kurt does. Yeah, I, I like um, I like what Kirk's doing with all that. I think that um, previously he came in, in on the show for um, a chromatic death show. Oh yeah, for um for one of the promotions of with a heavy heart too so it's got a fairly fairly strong stable roots in the show and on the station so thanks for uh for, for the gigs over the years and everybody should um head out and see that one as well for lovers of doom and also uh to wish kurt anything brutal <laughs> well also to wish kurt a happy birthday as oh, well because that's oh. a birthday gig and uh coming up into the next big gig um that's come across our radar We've got uh, Questfest on Westfest. That one there's the 16th of March uh, next year, and mm-hmm. it's uh, already shaping up to be a big one. And it also concludes our Canberra Metalheads gig guide. 
Thank you for tuning in and uh, listening to another episode of the show. Uh, this one's been a good one. It's been uh, um, it's been great to have Josh on the show. It's a uh, he's a staple in the Canberra scene, has been for years. So it's great to finally tick that box and uh, get him on the show, and uh, hopefully have him on again in the future. Be sure to check out all the uh, band's social medias um, from the show. I'm going to link their pages in the um, Facebook description, and also um, make sure you, if you haven't already, subscribe to um, the Canberra Metalheads um, podcast on. On both Podbean and iTunes make sure you do that as well so that you can keep up to date with all the latest shows but until next time thanks for tuning in you've been listening to Marky Malpas and JDK we'll be closing the show now with Witch Skull Breathing Blue Light this one was mentioned in the interview with Josh that um, the guys from Witch Skull are filming a music video for this one so it's a good track to listen to right at the end of the show here on Canberra Metalheads until next time keep it metal and stay brutal stay <laughs> brutal